0: that enhance economic growth and opportunities for all residents of Missouri. Learn more at showmeinstitute.org. Springfield weather on 93.3 and AM
1: 560 KWTO. That fall feel is still with us for this afternoon. Temperatures in the mid-70s, sunny skies and light winds from the southeast. Overnight tonight, we'll see a transition into more springtime conditions. A warm front passes through. We'll be warm and windy going into your Wednesday. Temperatures around 80 degrees, partly cloudy skies. South winds 10 to 20 miles per hour Wednesday afternoon, gusting to 25 miles per hour. For Fox 49, I'm meteorologist Tom Smith.
0: We built this city.
1: This is the Elijah Har Show.
0: this city on rock and roll. Built this city. With former Speaker of the House, Elijah Har. City on rock.
1: Welcome back to KWTO as we transition back from talking about what types of music you sing in church to what's going on in Israel. We welcome back to the show candidate for attorney general, Will Scharf. Will, welcome
0: back. Great to be with you, Elijah. Thanks a lot for having me.
1: Will, I know your favorite part of the show is question of the day. We're going to start with question of the day. This one's an easy one. Question of the day, what was your favorite age growing up and why?
0: My favorite age growing up and why? Uh, I had a great teacher in third grade. Uh, her name was Mrs. Morales. Uh, I didn't grow up in Missouri, but she was actually from Missouri. Uh, I learned a lot in third grade. I'm probably going to have to go with it with that age then. I guess that was when I was eight and nine.
1: Eight and nine. Man, It's everybody's picking ages younger than I would have expected.
2: See, I, would, I was going to guess like 15, 16, that first taste of freedom and you, uh, Will and Bruce are both shocking me already.
0: Yeah, super young. Now, Garrett, I, I was a, a nerdy, uh, a socially awkward dude through most of high school. High school was not a, nowhere near as happy as third grade for me.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Will, obviously you're running for attorney general, but also you've got a unique perspective on what's happening over in Israel. Talk to us about what you're, you, what you're seeing and your perspective on all this.
0: Yeah, you know, as, as you know, Elijah, uh, I'm Jewish. I have a uh, close family in Israel. Uh, two of my cousins have already gotten uh, call-ups into the reserves. I expect they'll be fighting either in Gaza or elsewhere uh, pretty soon. Um, but I think beyond that personal connection, the whole world has seen uh, the depravity uh, of radical Islamic terrorism uh, on, on TV, uh, on the Internet in the last couple of days. Uh, I mean, the murder of, of small children and babies, uh, the kidnapping of hostages, uh, in addition to the close to 1,000 Israelis who, who uh, unfortunately were killed. Uh, obviously, dozens of Americans uh, were killed as well. I believe there, uh, there are reports that there are American hostages currently being held in what I'm sure are just terrible conditions in Gaza. I mean, this is, uh, this really brings home the fact that Uh, Around the world, we are in a a civilizational clash uh, between Western civilization, between those of us who believe in, you know, rights-respective government, in the rule of law, in all of the things that have made America great, uh, and those who wish only to tear down uh, everything that's good in the world. I I think this has been a wake-up call uh, to people all over the world. I've been heartened by the response of people here in Missouri and around the country and around the world. Uh, I just hope that when the dust settles here, uh, that there's a brighter future, uh, not just for the people of Israel, uh, with Hamas hopefully uh, destroyed and defeated, uh, for the people of Gaza as well, and for really all people who live in free countries around the world. You know, one of the
1: things that I've been, while I'm I'm, I'm heartened to see a lot of support for Israel, I've been surprised and disappointed seeing, particularly in the college ranks, a, a lot of the students that have come out on, you know, protesting or 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 on but on the behalf of the Palestinians trying to figure out what what is it about these little centers of indoctrination that are turning these college students into pro-terrorism
2: protesters
0: well you know Elijah yesterday down in Springfield you had people protesting for Hamas I mean this is this is not foreign this is here in Missouri in Springfield you had a pro-Hamas protest These are people who stand with Hamas that just, you know, murdered hundreds of people, uh, killed small children. Uh, I mean, just the most horrific, uh, horrific act that we've witnessed in recent history. And you have uh, these Americans who are indoctrinated, I guess, uh, or just idiots who believe that their, you know, their principle in life, what they should be pursuing is supporting these kinds of acts. It's, It's unconscionable. It's unfathomable to me. Uh, We have a real problem. You know, I said earlier on on Twitter, when the radical left tells you what they are, uh, believe them. When they tell you that they believe, uh, that they support Hamas, that they want to destroy America, that they want to destroy Israel, uh, believe them and stand up and fight against them. I think now more than ever, uh, people who believe as we do, people who share our values, uh, need to be open-eyed about the threats that we face in this world. And we need to be more committed than ever uh, to the fight against those who have beliefs that are just so contrary to American values, so contrary, frankly, to Western civilization.
1: One of the things that we've talked a lot about is obviously with the you know, Republicans decided to vacate the chair last week. So we don't have a speaker of the House. Does that. Are, are you worried at all about our ability to be uh, supportive or of, of, of uh, uh, an ally of Israel when, you know, we've got the House without leadership and so they can't even be voting on anything? What's, what's your thoughts on that?
0: You know, uh, Elijah, I guess, but I'm much more worried about, about the fact that Joe Biden is sitting in the White House. I mean, this is a guy who, between oil sales and direct monetary transfers, has enriched the Iranian government, the principal exporter of terrorism in the world, to the tune of tens of billions of dollars in just the last couple of years. You want to know why this is happening now? You want to know how Hamas was able to pull off this attack? I promise you it's with Iranian funding. And I think a lot of the responsibility falls at the feet of Western governments, including Joe Biden, uh, who, who have been essentially funding the terror state of Iran. The only thing the Iranian government is going to understand here is strength and resolve. And unfortunately, I think Joe Biden has sent the exact opposite message for years now. And, uh, you know, I, I hope this is a wake up call. I hope this is a wake up call uh, for folks on the left that, you know, these sorts of policies are going to get us all killed.
1: Yeah. Uh, Will, uh, turning our focus back to the state of Missouri, obviously, you're running for attorney general. Walk us through what the cam- how the campaign is doing and sort of, you know, the, the, the why you're running and what 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 issues are motivating
2: you.
0: You know, Elijah, the campaign's going great. We actually had an, an awesome town hall event last night in Springfield. Uh, I was heartened to see so many people come out. Uh, we talked about, you know, these issues in Israel. We talked about a lot of other issues. Uh, I think more than anything, conservatives around this state uh, have woken up to the fact that despite the fact that we've gotten very good at electing Republicans, we haven't seen the sort of conservative results uh, that we deserve out of our government in Jefferson City. We haven't seen our conservative values carried into effect by our state government. That's the core message of our campaign. Uh, I think we're tapping into a, a deep vein among Missouri conservatives of people who are dissatisfied with this sort of soft R Republicanism uh, that seems to be our state's brand. Uh, people are concerned with the state of their schools, with the state of their libraries. Uh, people are concerned with the growth of government. People are concerned with the, the rise of crime in our urban areas. St. Louis is now, again, the number one most uh, the number one city in America for violent crime, uh, I put a lot of blame for that at, at the, in the at the feet of the failed leadership that we have in Jefferson city and I think that the people in Missouri are waking up to the fact that if we uh, if we 're willing to break that mold if we 're willing to you know elect good conservatives from outside that Jefferson city set into office, that we can drive real conservative change and i'm 'm optimistic about the election i 'm optimistic about the future of the state
1: you know that is one of the things I think. As, as people get, grow more and more disenchanted with what's going on in Washington DC, I've seen a lot of that action turn inwards and say, we've got sort of an ongoing group of leaders in Jefferson City that are not responsive to us, that have, have become more responsive to the, the same group of lobbyists that live in Jefferson City in the Columbia area than they are to the rest of the state. And there's, there's, there's anger that started to rise within these people of, Hey, we need to change directions the same old group doesn't work anymore. And so we're seeing more of that, you know, at the various Lincoln days or central committees that I go to, that conversation is becoming more and more prominent.
0: Yeah. You know, when the state board of education, again, under Republican rule in this state, when our state board of education's number one priority is advancing leftism in the form of so-called social emotional learning in every school around the state, that tells you that there's a fundamental mismatch of priorities Uh, between the voters of Missouri, the conservative voters of Missouri, and the sort of government that we've been getting. I think people are ticked off. I think they're right to be ticked off. And fortunately, this coming August, we're going to have an opportunity uh, to fundamentally reshape our government in Jefferson City. And I think Missouri Republicans are going to take that opportunity, and I think it's going to be great.
1: Will, for anybody who wants to know more about your campaign for attorney general or find out more about you, how do they follow you on social media or get more information?
0: You can find us on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, at Will Sharp, W-I-L-L-S-C-H-A-R-F. And our website is Uh We'd love to, have, uh, love to have your listeners' support. We've got a lot of friends down in Springfield. We're going to be spending a lot of time in Springfield in the, in the weeks and months ahead.
1: Will, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Elijah.
1: Again, that was Will Sharf. He's running for attorney general here in the state, and I think of of anybody who's got a unique perspective on this particular issue. Will does not just because he's, you know, he's Jewish and so he's got family members that are over in Israel, but also as a guy who graduated from some of these, you know, he went to he went to Yale and watching these Ivy League schools come out with their, it's amazing that somebody like him got through the process and maintained his conservative credentials. Really setting up an interesting primary for Attorney General. I think of all the statewide offices besides Governor, I think the AG is drawing the most attention. I think a big part of it is, especially looking at the crime stats that we're seeing in Missouri, whether it's Springfield or or Kansas City or St. Louis. St. Louis, obviously the worst of the worst with what's going on there. Shoot, Garrett, you and I have talked about uh how how we don't even go downtown anymore in St. Louis because it's just uh it's become so dangerous. But but that primary is going to be uh really, really interesting to watch as it as it uh as it goes forward. I think the uh the issue of crime in Missouri is gonna take a front seat. Frankly in my opinion, crime and education gonna take front seats in 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 both of those primaries. And I think if if you're wanting to talk about lightning rod issues, it's gonna be those two issues between now and next august
2: well yeah because crime is one of those issues where it doesn't seem like it's a big deal until all of a sudden there's riots in the streets and people throwing bricks at apple stores and, and running away with as many iphones as they want i mean the transition from springfield missouri to san francisco can happen in about four to five years can really happen in a single term and so it makes sense that the attorney general race is heating up so much Is crime in missouri and just kind of around the u.s and unfortunately around the world continues to shoot up it does and if you
1: look at you know i was in st louis a week or two ago they're over 200 officers short here in springfield we're short on officers kansas city's running short on officers the uh if you look at uh uh, the highway patrol, they're running behind. And, and so we, we're seeing we as a state have got a twofold problem when it comes to crime. We've got a lack of law enforcement that's on the streets so that the an inability to investigate and arrest. And then we've got prosecutors and judges that are letting people out. There's not enough, not enough places to house the the the, the career criminals. So you've got a two part problem when it comes to this crime issue, and that's why we're seeing it all over the state, and particularly in the urban areas, becoming such a big problem. And frankly, it sort of over overlaps with the issue that we've got with immigration. While our borders, well while well, well Biden has decided to, <laughs> as John Chris says, it's like the Biden. Uh, Foreign boss, you come in, you come in. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the, like, uh, the, the defense they've got is that it's causing this influx of drugs, particularly, you know, I 49 stretches all the way down to the border. We've got, uh, 44, 49, 70. We're seeing massive influxes of drugs that are coming up from the border on our highways. And it's become such a, a, a challenge for us to deal with um that i think we need to see more law enforcement not just not just in in our urban areas but also on our major highways
2: yeah and it starts at the top i mean you have if there's not a strong leader in america and there's not under joe biden then everything else kind of breaks down from there it's like it's like if i was 10 years old again and i knew that no matter what i did my dad wasn't going to punish me in any way shape or form well i'd I'd probably try to get away with more stuff, and eventually you know that would lead to a worse life for me, so Of course, we can talk about crime all day long. We can talk about immigration all day long, but until we get a strong leader in the White House, it's going to be very hard to change that, and one of the ways we can change that is at least electing some local and state level people who are who are strong leaders in their own right.
1: All right, we're out of time for the first hour we're going to come back next hour. I want to dig into what's going on with the Speaker's vote. Kevin McCarthy took himself out of the running. They're caucusing now as we speak. At the same time, Representative George Santos from New York just got a 23-count federal indictment, so lots of drama going in with the uh, Republican caucus, but we'll be right back after the top of the hour news, and we're going to have Chris McNeil from Stained Glass Theater, so stick around for all that. Sometimes.